Welcome to Retro Rewind, Pinal Central's new sports-themed podcast, where we talk to former Pinal County athletes and discuss memorable moments in local sports history. This podcast is brought to you by Blossom Digital Marketing, providing social media marketing, video production, and web design services to businesses and organizations in Pinal County. Call 520-423-423. 8671 or visit blossommarketingagency.com, a division of Kramer Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. I am your host, Brian Wright. I'm joined by my co host, Maria Vasquez, and our guest today is Hank Bias, the Vista Grande boys basketball coach. And uh, Hank, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, Brian and Maria. I appreciate you a great deal, and I'm honored to be with you today. Well, you know, you've been at uh, – oh, geez, remind me now. This this is year number uh, what for you at Vista Grande? Well, I'm going on my fifth year at Vista Grande, and I told them when I took the job that I would give them five years. They had had uh, nine coaches in eight years before I got there, so they were – hoping someone could stay, and we still laugh about it and joke about it now, uh, the people that were in that meeting. So um, this is my fifth year, and I'm having the time of my life. I'm really enjoying it. Well, yeah, and and because of that and uh, knowing that coaching bug that you have and how much you enjoy it, I mean, has the timetable changed for you at all? Well, you know, I promised them them, uh, five, and – I'm I'm asking them to give me at least a three or four million dollar contract to continue the next five years. So <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, I'll see the principal tomorrow about that, maybe. Well, you know, modesty always works. You know, that's that's right. That's right. No, they, to be honest with you, Brian and, and Maria, um, uh, the individuals, the administration at, at Vista have been incredible to me, and uh, I can't. I can't thank them enough because, you know, they, they're letting us, uh, they're letting us do our job. They're letting us finish the game. They're letting us, uh, do what we need to do to make the, the basketball program a little better. And, and uh, we're improving. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about the continuous improvement thing. And, uh, having been my mentor being John Wooden, we're just trying to get a little better each day. And I'm starting to see that it's, it's awfully, it's awfully nice to see the kids improve. Uh, daily, so they're they're really getting better, and I I don't know how many games we'll win. I always say the same thing. I don't know how many games we'll win, but boy, do I I like this team, and I like their attitude and their effort. They're getting better every day. Well, I definitely want to ask you about John Wooden in a little bit, but um, let's start with just right now. You know, I think everybody's just happy to to have a season uh, at this point uh, with things being kind of so perilous with the with the pandemic and you know at first it looked like there wasn't going to be a a season and then a few days later the vote was reversed so now you guys are out there on the court and uh and getting to play uh learning how to play with masks on um so what what's the early season uh been like for you guys that's there have been very unusual you know no no scrimmages against other uh, teams or schools um, uh, we weren't inside. I don't, I don't know if you remember me telling you a little bit about our whole story, but the school district gave us uh, an opportunity to go outside and practice, uh, so that we didn't mix with other teams and other people. And, 
under very strict protocol. And so we had an opportunity to go outside. I asked the school district if they would allow that, and, and they put some pretty stringent rules on us being out there. But we were out there all summer together uh, in the 100-plus temperatures. One day I, it was 112, and the guys just never quit. So, you know, we really wanted to have a season this year, Brian. We uh, It was pretty important that we had a season after all the – all we had vetted in into the our work. So I'm awfully happy for the boys to have an opportunity to uh get to play for six or seven weeks, even if it's with masks. I don't you know, I don't care if we're wearing sweatpants and you know, hoodies. I, I just want to get out there with the guys. They they've kind of earned and deserved this opportunity to play. You know, um this group uh that you've got here, um like you said, it's uh, a lot of dedication throughout the off season, um, you know, to get to this point. So, um, you know, the, the guys who did make it through all of that and are and are still around, um, you know, how how are they feeling right now? Are are they just like really grateful to be on the court, or what's their mindset? Well, you know, that's that's a tight knit group. You know, they hang together and they really like each other. And uh, I'm I'm not sure they always like me, but I I certainly like them. But uh, we're having a lot of fun, and uh, uh, they're a really tight-knit, really diverse group, by the way. You know, we have, you know, white kids, black kids, uh, native kids, Hispanic kids. You know, we have every type of kid on our team imaginable, and they just all get along great. They've been together through a lot. You know, this is some of them are playing their third year and fourth year for me. So I'm pretty proud of those guys. And uh, But, we've, you know, we've lost some guys along the way through transfer and you know, graduation, and so each each year it's a new it's a new experience. So uh, we just try to try to keep. We, we played pretty well the other night against Poston, and uh, we didn't play so well the first night against Combs, but we looked awful rusty. And I, again, I don't. We just try to take it one game at a time, not try to sound too much like Bill Belichick. But you know, tonight it's on to Cortez. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the time this podcast airs, you'll have played a few more games, but uh, as of okay. As of today, when we're talking, uh, you know, one and one, uh, like you mentioned, uh, lost the first game to Combs, and then uh, you guys beat Post and Butte in, in your second game. Um, you know, a couple of guys on this team um, who are kind of the pillars, uh, certainly uh, Devin Bradford, a senior, um, Chris Long, a junior, and then I know that uh, – uh, Cornejo, uh, your point guard is, is going to be, uh, a big factor for you as well. So, um, talk about some of those guys and what they're bringing to the team right now. Yeah, I'm glad you asked about them because I, I love talking about them. You know, Cornejo, uh, was with us as, as an incoming freshman and then he transferred away and then came right back and had to sit out a season. So, you know, he's a legitimate point guard that can do a lot of things. He can shoot. He can pass. He, you know, he can score driving to the basket. Um, he's not doesn't have tremendous size, but he he's a, has a good IQ for the game. And he's a big addition. I'm not sure we've ever had a legitimate point guard uh, since I've been at Vista. So he, we've had some guys that could, you know, that could play the point guard position. I mean, he, he's more like a quarterback of the team. Um, uh, maybe Gino a couple years back, but uh, and then. Um, Bradford, you know, he's a high flyer. He's a senior. Uh, Cornejo's a junior. And, um, 
Bradford's a high flyer, man. He he had some massive ducks uh, the other night against Poston, and um, and he, he's got he's gotten uh, physically stronger. Uh, he's about six four, probably weighs about two ten, two fifteen now. He looks like you know an NFL linebacker coming at you, or I should say tight end. So uh, you know he's just physically bigger this year, and he's you know still has his mobility, and then. Chris Long has probably uh, grown another inch. They, all these guys are averaging right around 14 um, uh, points. And uh, Chris Long has probably gained an inch, and he's gotten much better inside, and he, he still has his perimeter game, but he's able to drive a little bit more. So they've all improved um, a little bit. You know, um, uh, we you know we relied far too much on the uh, three-point game, Um the first game against Combs, we just shot too many threes, and it became too much of a perimeter game. So we, we changed that a little bit in the second game, and we're getting better defensively. So every, every day is new, but, you know, we, we have our our, uh, our guard spot. We play three guards now, and we bring in a transfer uh, from Kansas City, uh, Moses Charles, 6'4 kid from uh, from Kansas City. And uh, – but uh, – we have some, our, our guards, our guards are, are a little bit smaller. So we have to play pretty good defense. And, uh, and, uh, I think they're doing a good job of that. I do want to pass this off to Maria, but I just want to say first that I didn't get Cornejo's first name in there. It is Emilio Cornejo. So. Emilio, Emilio, Emilio. I just want to make sure I got that in there. So go ahead, Maria. <laughs> so coach, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that. These you, these guys have played for you pretty much um, since they were freshmen and everything. But for you, uh, what led you to decide, uh, first of all, that you wanted to be here for five years and not just be, you know, another revolving door of the coaches that have been with the program? Well, you know, this Maria, it's a great question. I appreciate you asking me that question because this is my 40th year. I started in 1980 as the freshman coach at a high school in Cincinnati, actually my high school that I graduated from, my high school coach um, found out that I was, you know, in town and I was available. And I don't really think he wanted to hire me. I think he wanted to hire my, my the other guard that played for me in high school, who played with me in high school, a uh, guy by the name of Flake. His, his real name is Scott Least. But I think Coach uh, Elliott wanted to hire Scott as the freshman coach. And then Flake wasn't available. And and I, I guess he looked at me and said, you know, maybe you should coach the freshman team. And so that started it 40 years ago. And, uh, and, and it's just been the love of my, I absolutely love what I've done. Very few people get an opportunity to do what they wanted to do in their, in their career. I, I was a, you know, coach at every level. I got to coach at the college level for five years. And so when I retired, um, uh, from, uh, Teaching in Dayton, Ohio, I, we we moved out here, and we love it out here in Tucson. By the way, we love it. And uh, and I, and I was bored. I was playing golf, and I was doing some um, guest speaking and uh, workshops for a group called Lean uh, Enterprises out of Boston, Massachusetts. And they wanted to know the whole John Wooden story and how how he um, how he related to lean management, lean coaching in the business world. So I was doing workshops all around the country. And then I realized, you know, I really miss coaching. I, you know, I like talking to everybody about what I've learned along the way, but I really miss coaching. So I found out about the job that was available at Vista 
And uh, with some encouragement from my family, they said, man, you should try that out. And it's a 64-mile drive every day, by the way, to get there and a 64-mile drive back. And I've been doing it now for four years, going on fifth year, and and uh, I still enjoy it. We're, you know, when I first got there, we've had – we just – it was just pretty much rec basketball up and down and not a real understanding of what good basketball is. And we're still, you know, struggling with some of that sometimes. but. Uh, the basketball is getting better, and we're getting a little better, and the kids kind of have a better understanding of uh, what we're trying to do, you know. And it's uh, and it's really fun to see them get better, and and uh, so you know, uh, I'm still doing what I, you know, what am I going to do when I grow up? My, I told my high school coaches when I was a high school player, I, you know, I want to do what you do. That's this looks like it's a lot of fun, so I'm still having fun. So, coach. Um... We've mentioned John Wooden a little bit now. Obviously, he's uh, probably the most legendary college basketball coach uh, ever. Um, called him the Wizard of Westwood out at UCLA, uh, won 10 national championships out there. Now, at some point, uh, you are a coach in Ohio. You're coaching high school basketball in Ohio. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You, and you want to reach out to John Wooden, So, and eventually you get connected. So tell me how you got in touch with him and how that relationship uh, kind of formed from there. Well, it's, it's a, you know, it's quite the long story. I don't know if you have enough time in your podcast. I'll try to, um, you know, expedite it a little bit, you know, paraphrase and some things uh, to try to get the story out. But um, I had had already had a measure of success at, at a couple of schools in Ohio and but I took on a job that was very very difficult at the fifth biggest school district in the state, and they were going to be uh, building an arena, which became you know which became uh, a reality during my tenure there. But they were going to be building an arena that seated uh, close to five thousand people. Um, about three years after I took the job, and we struggled when I first uh, took that job on. And to be quite honest with you, I started searching around and saying, man, how, how am I going to do better with less, with less talent? And, and because we didn't quite have the talent level of some of the teams that I was going to be playing against. And so all the research kept coming back to John Wooden and this, and this gentleman who is now my friend named Dr. Ron Gallimore, um, out of the UCL, out of UCLA. He was the dean of the psychology department at UCLA. So with the help of Dr. DeMarco at the University of Dayton and uh, a little bit of help with him, and uh, I started doing a lot of research. I contacted Gallimore, who uh, it's a very, very long story, but who made the connection with me and um, uh, John Wood. And Gallimore had done a, a study of the behavior, the behavior of John Wooden with his players and how he conducted practices at UCLA. So. That was really intriguing to me, the, the, the science of communicating with players. Okay, so now, I'm, now I'm, I'm looking at that, and it's just immense what I'm looking at. And then uh, he gives me John Wooden's phone number, and, I, of course, I did the – I can't call John Wooden. Are you kidding me? And I'm, I'm, a high, I'm a high school coach in Ohio. And he said, no, and there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of code words. You know, give yourself two hustles. And call coach because when we when we used to code when we code people's behavior when they're coaching, you know there's hustle comments and there's it's it's pretty pretty intense. 
And uh, so they ended up, um, the whole thing ended up being a big, um, where I, I meet coach. Uh, I start, he starts to become uh, my mentor. And then we eventually become personal friends. And I end up visiting him numerous times out in LA. And there's been articles and everything else written about it. And then I took my program in Ohio. And then we just, we decided to duplicate, completely duplicate with even the, uh, what we call coach speak. Um, with every aspect of our program for a while, for a couple of years, we were trying to do the deep dive and figure out what we were doing. And then I finally looked at my assistant coach, Jim Gray, who said that, who was a, a Vietnam, uh, Apache helicopter or Tomahawk, uh, a helicopter fl- uh, flyer, a pilot in uh, Vietnam and pretty intense guy. And he was my most loyal assistant I've ever had in my life. And I finally looked at Jim and said, what part of this doesn't work? What doesn't work? And Jim just looked at me. He's a very loyal guy. Coach, all of it's worked. Not one thing has not worked. Okay. Well, I said, well, then what are we doing trying to reinvent the wheel? And so that's where it, it all uh, took place. We had an immense success after that from being, I went from being three and 17 to being, uh, 17 and, uh, seven. And we go to the district finals and it just, we have, we, we win more games in seven years than ever in the history of the school. And, um, and then in 2010, uh, you know, coach and I became friends. There's been, you know, articles written about it and everything. And, um, and then in 2010, uh, coach passes away. And then, uh, one month later, I, I have, um, you know, like a near death experience and have, um, I get seriously ill. That's a whole nother story. And, um, so then it started, it started to be closer to the time for me to retire. And, you know, I lost my short term memory for a couple of years and, so it's a, it's a very long story, but my, my relationship with coach has been chronicled and documented in many different, uh, articles and, uh, one article named Timeless Lesson, uh, and, and some other stuff that's been out there. But, uh, you know, I miss coach and, uh, I can't even tell you, you know, I, I could spend hours talking about my personal times with coach Wooden and what he did for me. I mean, I was just a high school coach in the Midwest that, at age 91, he took under his his wing and, and tried to help me. And then some UCLA players, Swin Nader, and then, you know, my team ended up being the video demonstration team for uh, the book, uh, John Wooden, UCLA Offense. Uh, many coaches have it on their desk, college coaches everywhere. You know, they, they've seen it. That was my team in the video. So we had a little, we had a little measure of success, and I've had some players go, and I think I have 12 guys that have gone on to be head coaches, and, high school coaches in Ohio and I have other assistants for other players that have gone other places. And the one player that, uh, that most, most notably that people might know them the most. And I I don't like to pick him out because I love all my former guys, but uh, Lamar Skeeter is now an assistant coach with the Utah jazz. No, tremendous. Uh, Well, Clearly, like you said, I mean, that's the whole John Wooden topic is something that we could talk about for a long time. Um, but since we do, since we are condensed for time, uh, let me try to ask you one follow up question. Um, and again, this, I, I know this is probably tough uh, to just kind of narrow down, but you know, if you, you learned so many things from John Wooden, but if you were to just, if I were to just ask you, you know, what's, what's one thing that really stands out? in the front of your mind that you learned from John Wooden? 
Well, I, I think would be um, intense preparation for every detail. You know, there's all sorts of stories about when, and I know some of his former players now, but they, um, you know, they talk about the first meeting that he had with them when they arrived uh, for their first day at practice at UCLA. And he taught them, It's you know, everyone's heard this story, how he taught them to put on their socks. And he did that for a lot of reasons. I realized later that he did that for many, many reasons. But his attention to detail and preparation was like nothing I've ever seen. Uh, so I don't go to practice without a really detailed practice plan. And, uh, and then, and then, then what you do with what took place, what, what happened in practice, what happened during the game and how, how do you need to change and uh, analyze and adjust uh, um, immediately and continually. So continuous improvement, but the, the analysis part and the preparation part and how that's a continual process every day was, he was unbelievable. He was, he was, he was like nothing I've ever seen. All right then, Coach. Uh, continuing on with this topic, um, have you, um, you know, kind of changed your way of preparation at all uh, during your course as the uh, coach for Vista Grande? I, I've had to change a little bit because some of the stuff that I was used to having um, our players understand in Ohio, um, they, they didn't. Some of our guys don't have that fundamental background. So it's a great question, Maria. Um, I've, I've had to, and I don't want to use the word water down, but I've had to go backwards, so, you know, in, in time. And, you know, what, what, what is a square up? What, what's a one, two step? Um, you know, what, you know, some, what does a screen look like? What's it supposed to look like? What's receiving a screen supposed to look like? Uh, so, you know, some of the fundamental stuff that, that, that we still have to do because there's not a, Huge youth program in in the uh, uh, in the Casa Grande area, and you know the kids catch on, man. They want to learn. By the way, when when they see that they're getting better, it's it's fun for me to watch because they see, okay, coach, that works. And then we do uh, some incredible um, video review. Now we got better last year. We started spending a lot more time uh, watching video, and uh, you know, and I I met some resistance when I first got to to Vista. They you know they didn't want to play. You know, they just kind of want to run up and down almost like an AAU game a little bit. And, uh, and, you know, just too many turnovers and bad shots. And, you know, basketball is a game of math. You, know, it's, you got so many possessions and you got to make the most of them. So it's a great question. Actually, I, 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 uh, I, I've, I have changed. I've had, I have had to change a little bit to adjust. Um, coach, so the last couple of years before this year, yeah. You really struggle with numbers uh, as far as just getting enough guys in uniform. I mean, you know, I, I think there was a lot of times where it was basically, you know, six uh, to seven guys, you know, um, which is really difficult because uh, you're just, you know, you're playing that starting five so many minutes and you just barely got one or two guys who can come off the bench. Um, a couple years ago, um, you won four games. And then last yeah. year, you guys win 10. Uh, significant yeah. improvement, uh, but still low with numbers. Now, this year, it appears yeah. your numbers are actually in a little bit uh, better situation where you have just a little bit more depth. Is that right? 
I, you know, I'll be honest with you, Brian. It looks like we're, you know, you know, there's some attrition going on already. Uh, so to, to be honest with you, um, uh, we've lost a couple guys, uh, for whatever reason, it seems to happen in Casa Grande. You know, I always get the job, by the way, that you kind of have to rebuild. You know, I haven't got, I, I never got the big job, uh, wherever I went to. I was always the guy, okay, you think you can take this and make something of it? And so I kind of, I kind of enjoy that challenge. That's always, I've always been that higher. So, um, I really enjoy this challenge, but we do have a, a crazy and, and, and people, um, don't commit, uh, for many reasons. And they have a lot of other things going on with their personal lives and with their family lives. You know, times are difficult, you know, and, and, and our school district doesn't, by the way, our school district, uh, Vista Grand, does an incredible job with what the, the, the situation that they're in. You know, uh, people don't realize this. We're, we're close to 70% or plus free and reduced lunch. There's, there's some families that are struggling and kids that are struggling. And, you know, they, it's, I'm telling you, it's difficult for them to maintain the, some of them have to go get jobs and they're trying to, and I'm, you know, and I'm asking them to stay at the basketball court you know, three hours a day, you know, it's just not always, you know, uh, it, it, I, I really feel for them. You know, once they're in my family though, of, of basketball guys, they're in forever. Like they're, they're one of, you know, 40 years worth. So I really root for them like crazy. These, sometimes they can't tell because, you know, it's tough love with me sometimes, but man, they, they play their brains out. So yeah, we're still fighting the, the numbers problem. Look, just not a lot of youth basketball going on in town. Yeah, you know, um, again, I want to go back to, to one of the guys, um, obviously, who's uh, uh, one of your key players, uh, Chris Long, and, and you mentioned that, uh, that he's grown about another inch. Now, I think when we when we spoke recently, uh, I, I asked you how tall he was, and you said about six seven. Is he is he about six seven? Man, he, you know, I looked at him yesterday. I asked assistant coach Jared Walter. I said, is Chris 6'8 now? <laughs> so I looked at him the other day at practice and, he, you know, I don't want to stand next to him. You know, I'm 5'9, five, 5'10, five, so I don't, I don't want, I don't want to stand next to him. Yeah, so too tall. it's, it's, uh, we don't see a lot of guys with that size, uh, out here in Pinal County. Um, yeah. and, uh, you and I have spoken a little bit about his development. Um, yeah, last, last really good Yeah, so last year he was maybe a little bit more of a perimeter player. Um, you're trying to get him to to kind of use that that size and strength down low, in addition to using his perimeter game as a weapon. Can you tell us a little bit about where he is with his development? That's a no, yeah. I appreciate you asking about Chris because he's a really good student. Not not good, but great student, and he's a really good kid. And um, he's got an incredible IQ, basketball IQ. He, I, I'm convinced that he can coach my practice right now. He's been with me for three years as a starter now. He's a captain, and uh, it's kind of funny. Sometimes he'll um, he'll say the words for me at practice before I do um, to the players. And we do we do what's called ten say. This is all John Wooden stuff. We do. Uh, 10 seconds, uh, or less correction. So whenever we correct somebody, it's, it's really, it's, it's more like coaching and teaching. It's not correction. And, uh, you know, we're not getting on guys. We just, this is what, this is what you need to do. 
you know, so, you know, square up with your inside right foot, you know, where you're coming from that direction and, you know, 10 seconds or less correction. And then we move on. And Chris, I think he knows my corrections better than I do. And, uh, but he's, he's, uh, he's really growing. He's learning how to seal and, and he's got, he's got some post moves inside now. He, he's not afraid to go inside with, you know, bigger guys. You know, he was always a little bit on the frailer side. I don't want to say frail, but thinner side. But now he's, you know, getting bigger and stronger. And, and uh, so he doesn't mind banging a little bit now. He had 14 rebounds the other night against Boston. And uh, I think nine of them were, or no, 11 of them were uh, defensive rebounds and, and, you know, 14 points or something. No, I think he had 20, 21 points and, 14 rebounds. He's getting better, you know, but he, his, his greatest asset is he's smart. You know, he's, he's a smart kid. All right, coach. So, um, going back a little bit, you know, when you first took over the Vista Grande program, what was your initial thought? Uh, my initial thought was, oh my goodness, what, what have I got myself into, which is almost the same thought that I've had when I've taken over a couple other programs. Um, and, and holy smokes. And it, it really just looked, it resembled just a, an AAU game. And then, and, and then some resistance to try to, it, it, some resistance to try to get it to change. And I went to the principal who's, by the way, I, I said, you know, you know, we're, at some point, this has got to become more more of a serious basketball program. You know, I, I love that the kids are. You know, we got kids out here that want to play, and but you know, they're they're going to have to learn how to play correctly. Otherwise, we're just going to keep banging our head against the the door. You know, and uh, and and uh, and you know, it's crazy. Some of these guys are tremendous athletes, but just you know, so used to just running up and down the court. And really, not a great concern on on uh, whether or not it was good basketball or not. But you know, some great kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had some. I think we had some good teams, and then we lose some guys along the way. Christmas time is a dare. Uh, you know, winter break is a is a very difficult time uh, for our basketball program because kids sometimes flat out move away, or they have you know their families ask them to, you know to help with uh, getting a job or something, and. So it's difficult. We we've lost some guys like that, and then I, you know, I'm just a pain in the rear end for for all of them. So like they might just get tired of being around me. I don't I don't know, but I I think I like them more than they like me sometimes. Well, you know, I think I think it's interesting, Coach, that you mentioned being a pain in the rear end because obviously, if people are listening to the podcast, you know, you're you're a very kind of calm, collected uh, talker in this situation, but. In your zone when you're uh, in a game, uh, so I imagine you're similar in practice, but you're, you're a very intense guy on the floor during games. So, uh, you know, what what's kind of coursing through your veins when, when you're coaching during a game? <laughs> well, we, you know, those of us that have, you know, that have been around coach, we're, we're looking for the perfect practice in the perfect game, and it's it's not obtainable. It's it's not attainable, and and I realize that. I think what drives me nuts the most are simple things uh, that we that we practice daily. Um, so you know you know just closeouts, and the guy drives straight straight line drive right by us, or we don't block out, or we 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 turn the ball over trying to trying to do too much. Uh, and I, I tell you, bad shots just drive me uh, nuts. So, you know, basketball math, you know, if 
We had, by the way, we had 85 possessions the other day in a game, and we've never had that at Vista, 85 possessions. Unfortunately, that, that was the first game. We, we didn't have too many possessions that, that were very productive. So the, we ended up having 78 the other night against Poston and shoot uh, 54%. So this is all off the top of my head. So if, if I'm incorrect on some of those, but I think I'm, I think I'm correct. Um, so, uh, you know, little things, you know, drive me nuts, but man, you know, the, our, our players know that when, when, when we're not pleased with something, I let them know, but when they do something right, man, I let them know because, you know, we're, you know, they need to know when they're doing things right. Nick, Nick Padilla, he didn't score a lot of points the other night, but he takes three charges. So we get three more possessions in the game. Um, we get the ball back and, and they don't get a shot. So. You know, it's basketball math. Um, and Moses has takes a charge the other night. So we have we take four charges the other night where the other team doesn't get a chance to shoot and then we get the ball back. So those those are little things and the kids know what they know what, what we think is, is good and you know, Nick dives on a loose ball the other night. You know, he gets he gets no, you know, newspaper time or air time, but you know, he dives on a loose ball and gets a loose ball the other night. It's a big play against Poston. Takes three charges, dies on the ball, picks up the loose one. You know, it's, it's as, as those little things. I I go nuts. I I love it. And, you know, those guys know it too. So uh, it's 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 just man, play hard. You know, let's play hard, no matter what. I grew up with uh, very humble means. You know, my father was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps, and and uh, and he went to watch me play when I was a kid in high school, playing high school varsity point guard and. And I came back home one night and he said, he said, why'd you bother? I go, Pops, I thought I'd play. Well, you know, I, I was going home looking for some reinforcement. Man, Pops, how'd I do? Uh, why'd you bother? I go, what do you mean? He goes, man, you, you didn't even play hard. I never forgot that. I think I had, I, I think I had my best high school night ever that night. I think I had 18 against St. X High School. He didn't, he didn't care. He just wanted me to play harder. <laughs> well, that's kind of uh, a great place to wrap up, but I, I want to give you an opportunity just uh, if you want to have uh, anything you want to have, like final thoughts or uh, just anything you want uh, people to know about you or your team. Well, um, what, what do I want people to know about me and our team? Well, I love my guys, and I have for 40 years. And this group is really special to me because, you know, in some ways they don't, they don't have too much else. Brian, Maria, they don't, they don't have too much else. They have each other and they stuck together. They stuck together in all that's going on in this world. These guys come to basketball every day and it's an, it's a, it's it really, when, when people talk about kids of today and you know they're different and no hold on now these guys might be different yeah they might be different all right but they might be tougher than i don't know the kids in dayton cincinnati area they're coming out 110 degree weather to practice in arizona and i i'm telling i kept waiting for guys to step away and coach we can't do this when do we get inside and then it and then there's just no excuses. They don't they they don't whine anymore. They don't complain. And I again, I don't know how many games we're gonna win. But man, whatever whenever we do win a game, they they earn it. 
they've deserved it. So I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, you know they, they know I care a lot about them and I, and you know, they care about each other. They've stuck together when all everything else seems, oh man, and things are terrible and we got to do this and we're not going to have a season. They just stick together. And so I'm really, really proud of them. I'm proud to be their coach. And it might sound you know, crazy, but I'm really proud to be their coach. All right. Well, that brings us to an end of this episode of Retro Rewind. I want to thank our guest, Hank Bias, for talking with us today. Thank you so much, Coach. No, thank you. The honor is mine. There you go. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening to Pinal Central's Retro Rewind podcast. Remember to go to PinalCentral.com and our Facebook page to access future podcasts. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite streaming services. We will catch you next time.